Good afternoon. Thank you so much for being with us. So we have lots to talk about on the program today. First up, though, we take another look at that release that was put out by the mayor of Vancouver, Kennedy Stewart, saying the city is at risk of going bankrupt and looking at some numbers that were part of a research co-poll commissioned by the city, uh, saying that a lot of people in the city feel like they will not be able to pay their property taxes. And again, the mayor saying that puts the city on the brink of bankruptcy. He spoke about this earlier this morning on Mornings with Simi. And so that means we have to immediately begin uh, shutting down services. So we've uh, already laid off 1,500 workers. The city of Surrey's laid off 2,000. Like this is starting to spread right across the country. But we haven't cut into essential services yet. Uh, with 30% of our budget being spent on fire and police here in the city, um, you know, if we had that kind of revenue loss, we'd have to, for example, move into laying off uh, firefighters, uh, having fewer police on the streets, uh, fewer permitting uh, bylaw officers, all that kind of stuff. And uh, this isn't some kind of fantasy discussion. This is something that is already beginning to happen right across the country. That was Kennedy Stewart responding to a question about the fact that cities can't legally run deficits. Well, let's bring in Vancouver City Councillor Sarah Kirby-Young joining me on the line now. Councillor, thank you so much for being here. Hi, Jill. Thanks for having me. Uh, I know you were speaking with Janet Brown about this as well. You said that you were surprised by this release, also the timing that it was put out on the Sunday of the long Easter weekend. What are your thoughts, though, on what the mayor is saying? Uh, I, I, my, my thoughts are I'm really concerned. I'm hearing from a lot of Vancouverites that are saying that this is adding to their anxiety level and, um, you know, the city making these bold pronouncements about the fact we'll have to go into bankruptcy is is really not hitting the right note with them and what they're looking for is some leadership from the city to say how are you going to do what everybody else needs to do right now and that is reduce Um, we know that businesses uh, their revenue is down we know that residents their income is down people are losing their jobs and everybody is having to make tough decisions so they can feed their family or or try to make a rent or or a mortgage payment and the city needs to step up and we need to show how we're going to reduce our operating budget as soon as we can. And is anything being done at this point? Are there discussions being had? I mean, I would think that there, there would be calls right now to be going through that budget line by line, every single line to see what can be taken out, what is not essential. Staff are reviewing the budget, um, and, and they are looking at those scenarios. I think we need to do it much more expeditiously. We don't have time to wait. Uh, we know that the city is losing money every week from the facilities that are already closed. And we know from the results of the survey, and there's no surprise, um, that a, a lot of people were not able to make their rent or mortgage payments in April, and those numbers are expected to go up in May. So I, I think what we need to do is is sort of dial down the hope and a prayer and the Hail Marys to the senior levels of government and really dig down deep and take a look at what can the city do to right-size our government now and focus on core services in this extraordinary time. And do you think that would have been a better message? Because like you said, the message that went out yesterday added to a lot of anxiety. The last thing people want to hear is the city they're living in where they are having trouble paying the bills is on the brink of declaring bankruptcy. They want to hear leadership. They want to hear what the city is doing to not go into that, but to avoid that. Absolutely. Of course, I think that would be a, a better message. I think that's what leadership is, is, is stepping up and making tough decisions in, in tough times. And that's what people want to hear. 
um, from their leaders. As a municipal government, we know that we cannot run an operating deficit. We know that there are going to be a lot of demands on senior levels of government for funding, and a lot of that needs to go direct to residents and business to help them because they're hurting. So they are looking for that leadership, and I think it's tone deaf to have sent that out on an Easter Sunday when people are at least trying to enjoy um, Easter or, or a little bit of, of that normalcy with their families um, and they can't be with their extended family so I, I'm not sure why that needed to go out at Easter um, I appreciate that uh, the mayor is advocating senior levels of government but what we're not seeing is, is stepping out with a strong message that says we have responsibilities at the city and we need to balance our books. Uh, is there anything that you've looked at in the budget that that you think would be an area where it could be shelved at least for the foreseeable future to try and make ends meet? Yeah, absolutely. I think we need to look at it with a, you know, core core service versus nice-to-do perspective. And when I say core service, I think about things like sanitation, sewers, garbage pickup, um, you know, reasonable level of public safety for police and fire. Anything else above and beyond that right now during the, you know, as I said, we're in a crisis of a lifetime, is a nice-to-do. And we need to look at that as optional. So it's uh, across the board in a number of different departments. A lot of the social programs and the other areas the city has been investing in. Um, some grants. It may be things like having to have less opening days, not being open seven days a week at community centers and libraries when we are able to reopen them. Because again, we're not trying to budget or balance the budget, I should say, for the remainder of 2020. We know this is going to continue um, into 2021 with economic impact and recovery. Um, city can look at capital projects. There's a lot of those on the books that do affect our operating budget in terms of servicing some of that debt for capital. So whether it's the Granville Bridge upgrades or Looking at things, a number of other projects like relocation of the Vancouver Archives, Um, I I can name a whole bunch of projects that's on the books to try to relocate that for $16 million. There's a lot of projects that that don't need to be done right now um, and can be shelved until we're in a better situation to be able to do them in the future. That's uh, odd you bring that one up. I was looking at that one. I have the, the the spreadsheets right in front of me. That one seems a bit of a no-brainer in that I can't imagine anybody that would argue that's a priority needs to be done immediately for a price tag of $16 million. Well, absolutely. And, and I think that's where, you know, Council has been asking for a full list from staff. We don't have it yet of all the capital projects so that we can go through and make some of those tough decisions. We have a council meeting coming up on Tuesday, tomorrow, um, to look at this report, which really is, the, as I call it, the Hail Mary report. They asked the province um, to help us so that we don't have to, we can be whole the city and not change anything. That's unrealistic. We need to make changes. We need to reduce. And I'll be bringing an amendment forward um, that I hope council will support that asks our staff to come back as soon as possible with a plan to deliver a balanced operating budget in 2020. All right, so we will wait and see what happens tomorrow. Councillor Kirby Young, thank you so much. Thanks, Jill.